Welcome. I am a small, fuzzy, middle-aged woman, unexpectedly named Turl Kronberg. And in the very front of my brain, I have an exceptional little bit that I call the wise turtle. She is the most thoughtful, observant, and compassionate part of me. And this podcast is her platform for speaking to the world. Her aim is to try to understand the patterns of growth in the universe and use those discoveries to help us all uncover the most important, inspiring story of who we are and where we want to go as Earthlings. I hope that you enjoy her musings. Namaste. have seen it, but on the winter solstice, um, I recorded a video podcast, uh, which is on my YouTube channel, that talked about how we're entering into the winter solstice of society, of our human culture. Um, and I'll link to that on the blog here. Um, so if you go to Turl, dot org, T-U-R-I-L dot O-R-G, um, and you find this podcast, uh, there will be a link to that video in it. I wanted to sort of follow up, and it turns out, well, this is summer solstice, so it's kind of fitting that I have something to say that speaks, is sort of a follow-up, it speaks to the, um, the awareness that I made in that podcast about how the video podcast about how our society seems to be human society seems to be moving into a flight stage. So I tend to have, um, they sort of narrowed it down to about four stages of growth, um, in a, in a cyclical pattern that are essentially the stages of learning or the stages of grief, um, as Elizabeth Kubler Ross spoke of, uh, but in, my new version, they're just four stages uh, that loop around, and it's fight, flight, freeze, and flow, which you've probably heard me say before if you've read anything or heard anything I've talked about before um, recently. And the stage that we've been in is the fight stage. It's this sort of competitive um, stage, which is everything in our society from uh, from competitive games as pleasure, um, even starting with little kids with, you know, tic-tac-toe and things like that, um, all the way on up to our politics. Our government is a competitive government. Our schools are competitive. There are grades. There are, you know, prizes. There are, there are contests of, of intellectual repetition can you repeat what we've said and if you do you'll win an a 
Um, and some schools obviously are more competitive than others, but in general, they're still fairly competitive. And then we also have money, which is obviously the whole trade money is a zero sum game generally, uh, certainly with most currencies it is, uh, or at least all currencies that I'm aware of in mainstream use are zero sum and clearly competitive. Uh, you know, there's only a certain amount of of money to go around and we compete for it. Uh, we try to be the highest bidder for something to trade. Um, so this whole competitive society, this has been going on for centuries, obviously. And now we're starting to enter an age of that's uh, no longer fight, no longer competitive, um, but it's still reacting to that sort of animosity uh, or sort of you're my enemy um, in a, pretty much any situation other than close friends and family. And even then there's often sibling rivalry <laughs> or whatever, or, or even partners being rivalrous with one another of you I took the trash out last week you should take it out this week it's like it's some kind of competition it's marriage um, so we're we've had that and we're now reacting to it and we're going to react for I don't know how long I mean that was a long stage uh, and maybe there are big cycles and little cycles so we go through these in sort of a fractal sort of multiple waves going on at the same time so i don't know how long the big cycle that's coming up will last but um i see us moving into it where we are um we're we're getting tired of fighting we're getting tired and and finding it a waste of time to always fight to always compete against one another um, and we're also seeing that no longer is our world capable of allowing us to waste time fighting? It used to be that, that war and politics and money were basically a, a Nash equilibrium type game theory game. And while it was serious, because it was life or death sometimes, it, it was also still seen as sort of a playful game-like thing. And, and while we let it take our resources, uh, we didn't think it was a waste of time. But now, now that we're our manufactured games, those were all artificial games, the whole money and politics and school education grades, popularity, all of that, um, all of that was really just sort of keeping us busy while we didn't notice that we were destroying our planet. <laughs> so now we kind of figured that out. We kind of noticed that all of this sort of mucking about with dumb games, simple, overly simplified, uh, win-lose, zero-sum, kind of Nash equilibrium sort of games, have led us to kind of overexert ourselves as far as using resources, including ourselves, the human resource, the resource of our, of our time and our energy and our creativity and our compassion 
we sort of wasted those resources and now we're really drained. So what comes after that is a pulling away, a retreat, the flight stage, leaving the scene, getting away from it all. And so as I said in the, the YouTube video of this uh, on the winter solstice, which is that we're going to start using technology to be able to help us recuperate. And something that I didn't talk about in that video podcast is that one of the things that I've been working on fairly aggressively, uh, or <laughs> yeah, I guess aggressively, which is probably something I should stop. Uh, but one of the things that I've been working on is creating something called Create Space. Um, and the CREATE stands for Community Resource Exchange Art, Technology, and Education, C-R-E-A-T-E. -E. Um, and then the space is whatever space it happens to be in, whether that's a neighborhood or a town or a city or even a country. Um, but ideally, it's on a very local bottom-up scale. And these create spaces are designed, I just realized, to serve as the very beginning stages uh, at safe spaces, spaces to retreat to. So I've been using the analogy uh, recently of dinosaurs going extinct. I tend to use that a lot. And the dinosaurs this time, instead of being genes, they're memes. The dinosaur memes of competition, of corporations, of uh, aggressiveness and, and largeness and centralization. Um, and these sort of, you know, just, just bigness, this sort of hoarding, uh, try to be as large as possible, which is what the dinosaurs did. They, they grew as large as possible. They were basically the largest animals on the planet. Um, you know, we have a few leftovers from that, you know, giant whales and things like that. But for the most part, the dinosaurs were, were too big. They were too big for the planet. They were too big for, you know, the resources that were available and they weren't agile enough to, to solve problems effectively and collaboratively. So the dinosaurs went extinct when there was some kind of global crisis, planetary crisis. And there are many theories about this, and it probably involves multiple different things happening at the same time. Um, and, you know, probably a comet, but there were probably other things going on, you know, ice ages, global warming, who knows what else was going on at the time. But there were probably multiple things, and the dinosaurs just were too big. They were just too large and aggressive to solve their problems. Well, we have a similar situation right now with memes. We have memes. We have these ideas, these philosophies, these approaches to life, um, tactics that we're using in society that are just too big. They're just too aggressive. They're just not very good at helping us solve our problems. So my create space, I realized, is the solution to this. It's the solution to where the small furry mammals that lived 
underfoot of the dinosaurs can hide out while the dinosaurs are having their last gasp. They're struggling to survive and they're even more aggressive than they ever were before because the resources are even more limited and they, they kind of know they're dying out and they're struggling. And so they're doing the best they can to stay alive and they're fighting for their lives, which, as we know, they don't do very well at. I think there are a few, like I said, there's some, some niche type dinosaurs that are still around. But for the most part, the, the largest and most competitive and most aggressive went extinct. Uh, so while they're going extinct, so while our current giant dinosaur memes of centralized government and, and giant corporations and, and politics that are based around competitiveness and, and aggression are beating each other up, as my, my new friend, speaker John Ash, um, said, on Twitter today, he said something about, I didn't know what he was talking about, but he was saying something about um, government and corporations are going to go to war, um, it, it seemed like. Um, and I didn't realize what he was talking about, which it turns out he was possibly, or at least influenced by the idea that Facebook, um, which is coming out with a new cryptocurrency of its own, Facebook's own money, um, it's going to go, you know, head to head with nations, with national, federal, monetary systems, currencies. Um, and that's going to be an interesting fight. But us smaller, furrier memes, <laughs> us, the, us little people with our organizations that want to focus on actually being pro-social and small, and collaborative and creative, everything that the dinosaurs weren't. We need a place to hide out while all this is going down, while the, the big the big showdown of the last of the dinosaurs are going head to head and crashing and burning. Uh, we need a place to hide out. So that's what my create spaces are. My goal is to have these sort of hideouts, these little hidey holes, little tiny niches and crevices that just kind of appear in communities all around the planet where we can go to just take care of ourselves for a little while, take care of one another, sort of, you know, just be quiet while everything bad is going down. And I realize that these are also safe spaces. We hear a lot of people talking about safe spaces right now. That's the flight group. That's the people who are tired of fighting. And so they're, they're removing themselves. They're finding, they're, they're getting out of the way. Um, and they're looking for a safe space. Now, the way they've been doing it is still pretty aggressive because, you know, it takes a while to, you know, it takes a while to calm down. It takes a while to get out of one mode and move into another mode. So the people talking about safe spaces right now tend to be a little more aggressive and fighty than flighty. Um, but that's where we're moving, I see. And so the safe spaces, the truly safe spaces are going to be these beautiful little highly eccentric and weird and every little group is going to create their own little space 
So it's going to be little niches. So it won't be super centralized. It won't be your town government. It will be you and a few friends and some family creating spaces. And by spaces, I mean any kind of spaces. It certainly can be virtual, um, but it's also ideally there will be physical spaces. And that's what the create space goal that I have is to actually create physical spaces where we can go whenever we need to, for whatever reason, whenever we need help with anything, whenever the world gets overwhelming and we just cannot take care of ourselves so that there will be spaces. And so these spaces, again, they're the small, free, weird, creative creatures rather than the centralized, you know, unified monoculture kinds of things of the old memes. So each space will be totally unique and will have different kinds of people in it and it will have different kinds of services, options. So this could be anything from, you know, just an old school. We could take over an old school and use it for anything that people need. And now the basic needs uh, at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy are physical needs, are food, water, air, warmth, and light. And we tend to sort of lump air warmth together into some kind of shelter. Um, but in general, it just needs to be, it just needs to keep us warm and dry, basically. <laughs> so while having water is good, we also need the air around our bodies most of the time. Um, so that's why shelter tends to get lumped into there, but it doesn't have to be a shelter space. Um, it just needs to be a space where we can be warm and dry and have access to water to drink and to clean and food to keep our food and to grow our food and to preserve our food, save it. Um, and also access to information so that it's not totally cut off. A jail cell um, doesn't have the information coming in from the outside. It doesn't have the ability to share information to the outside. So that doesn't count. Um, so food, water, air, warmth, and light, and information. Um, those are the inputs that our bodies need. And then we need to be able to output solids, liquids, gases, and energy. Um, and that's everything that the body outputs. That's everything from, you know, peeing and pooping and sweating and spitting and sneezing and losing our hair and having our skin cells drop off um, to the more complicated things like speaking and crying and and uh, singing songs and dancing and walking. And, you know, so all of these things, the inputs and the outputs of the physical body, uh, we need to create spaces where anyone can come. And now I want to say that it does need to be unconditional, that anyone should be able to come to these. But the key is that because it's community-based, you'll tend to only get people from your community. Um, and by people, I do mean other individuals. So it's not just humans. It can be you know any other species that wants to come in there, in theory, should be welcome um, if they voluntarily want to come there. Obviously, there are going to be conflicts. I mean, you don't want ticks in there generally. So, you know, but 
you know, we do the best that we can. Uh, we try to make it as unconditional as we can so that we let in the individuals who, who do really need help, uh, who don't have anywhere else to go, who are overwhelmed with the dangerous dinosaur world out there having its arguments and, and being as violent as it is on every level. Um, emotionally abusive governments, intellectually abusive governments, philosophically abusive governments, and certainly physically abusive governments. Um, I know that very well, uh, where you can't actually go to places that you need to go to. Uh, between, between things like licenses, driver's licenses, and, and immigration, and, you know, national borders, and, and, land taxes and all this stuff, you know, our, our governments and our corporations are, are battling against one another and battling against us. So we do need these safe spaces to go to no matter who we are. So ideally, we welcome everyone into these spaces. Obviously, that's not always going to work. But we want to do our best. And if we can't host them, if our spaces don't work well for them, we, you know, we hopefully want to try to find other spaces for them to be in that are that are better suited to meeting their needs. Or we can leave and go create another space. Uh, you know, someone moves in that we don't feel comfortable with, then we can go find another space or create another space so that there are two spaces and that we are a creative, collaborative sort of thing as opposed to being competitive. Uh, but it's going to take us a while to figure this out. But that is why I've been working so hard sort of designing and looking for a space to at least start one of these as a, a sort of a initial kickstart for how it happens. Um, mostly I've been looking for a farm, um, probably in Maine, mid-coast Maine is where I've been looking because I know the area. And, and it has reasonable resources and whatnot. And the land is cheaper up there, obviously. Um, I would love to have one in eastern Massachusetts. That would be ideal, or, or somewhere cool in Vermont or something like that. But, um, yeah. So my initial goal was to to try to find an old farm and fix it up and invite people to live there for free, um, to help us start this up. And and it has the the three categories of artist, teacher, or educator, and technology type person. Um, so someone who's sort of, you know, interested in, in, in the measuring things and the geeky stuff or the sciencey geeky sort of experimentation and stuff. And we need people who can help teach and, and help us explore and understand ideas and solutions and, and ourselves. And then we need artists to help us connect in a more meaningful way, an emotional way, and sort of to express ourselves and to help others express themselves so that we understand them and we can really connect with them. So those are the three types of, of uh, sort of roles that I see these, these, um, these spaces offering as resident artists, teachers, and educators, I mean, artists, educators, and technologists. But each space obviously will be different. That's my goal, is to have something like that. Uh, and then to help as many people in whatever ways we can using creative solutions, uh, using the resources that the community has to actually just serve people freely, unconditionally, um, so we can have these safe spaces to hide out in while we're waiting for the big giant dinosaur memes to sort of 
well, go extinct. Uh, so if anybody wants to help me with that, ideally it would be wonderful if somebody donated a farm, an old farm. Like I said, somewhere in Midcoast, Maine, but, you know, all kinds of places. Um, any place I can legally live, which is the United States right now. <laughs> um, but uh, that would be ideal. But if you even want to help anyway, um, that's great. I mean, I've just got, I've got a kind of a waiting list of people who would love to help out once I actually get something, once I actually get property. My other option right now is to buy very cheap land, you know, a few acres or something, and and then invite people to help build. Um, that's a little more complicated, obviously, but, you know, it gives us a little more freedom about what we build. So that's an option, too. I, I've come pretty close to doing that. Um, haven't found anything that that quite worked uh, as far as that, and my, my money is going a little bit, dropping a little bit. I don't have a lot of money, but I do have some investments um, that eventually will allow us to have more money in the future. Uh, some donations that are investment donations. Um, but right now I, I have a little bit of US dollar money that I've got saved for a little bit of property. Uh, so even if you have some property, that would be interesting to talk about. Um, but anyway, if anybody wants to help with this, I very much would love to help with love to to explore all kinds of options and to have any kind of help that that might get us closer to actually starting at least one of these if not many uh, the idea is to to use whatever resources we have to make this happen uh, so whatever resources and that, and that can be money that can be time that can be energy that can be knowledge certainly lawyers who know about nonprofits. Um, people who know about uh, buying property <laughs> uh, and want to donate some some of their knowledge would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, if that sounds like something interesting to you and you don't want to do it with me, you want to do it on your own, then go for it. Just do it. <laughs> um, the idea is to have a whole planet full of these these creative spaces, these safe spaces for a small, furry, creative, pro-social organizations, groups to go and hide out while we're waiting <laughs> for a better world to be able to come out and play and have our planet flourish instead of be competing against itself. Okay. If you have any thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can email me at thewiseturtle at gmail.com, T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E at G-M-A-I-L.com. You can also find me on Reddit, uh, so reddit.com slash user slash turtle, T-U-R-I-L. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. Um, I'm at thewiseturtle. Oh, one lumpy word or Turl Kronberg. You can look that up too. Um, and I'd love to hear from you. I wish you well. Namaste.